0: Are you an entrepreneur looking to scale your venture? Do you have ideas on how to take Canadian entrepreneurship to new heights? Join more than 2,000 entrepreneurs, investors, industry, and government leaders in Ottawa on October 19th at Startup Canada Day on the Hill. Keynotes, workshops, hackathons, startup, scale-up, and skill stages – growth partner zones, and a mentor genius zone. Get plugged into the Canadian entrepreneurship community in one place, all in one day. Scale your startup and have your say through the most influential and high-impact event in Canada's entrepreneurship community. Get your tickets today to the Startup Canada Day on the Hill on October 19th. For more information, visit startupday.ca.
1: The Startup Canada Awards recognizes excellence in Canada's entrepreneurship community. This year, we invite you to join us at one of six regional celebrations across Canada. Join us in Ottawa on August 24th, Montreal on September 12th, Kamloops September 15th, Fredericton on September 17th, Whitehorse on September 19th, and Edmonton on September 21st. And join us at the grand finale in Ottawa on October 19th as part of the Startup Canada Day on the Hill. Come celebrate alongside the movers and shakers of Canada's entrepreneurship community. Visit StartupAward.ca for more information and get your tickets now.
2: Hi, I'm Rob Villeneuve, CEO of Rebel.com and Startup Canada Fellow for Culture and Engagement. Celebrating wins and the people who contribute to making them happen is a big part of having a vibrant and strong corporate culture. The more engaged employees become, the more invested and accountable they are to their work. And it's important for us as leaders to acknowledge their efforts. One easy way to make sure you're celebrating your employees is to build rituals around it. At Rebel, we give out annual and quarterly contributor awards to recognize staff who have gone the extra mile. But we also give each other high fives and shutouts at our weekly team lunch. And we nominate one person each week to wear a construction helmet in honor of their hard work. The key takeaway, a little acknowledgement and a simple thank you can help to build a culture of appreciation and engagement.
1: Learn how to get the most of your payments through simple, safe, and smart card transactions. Visit MasterYourCard.org forward slash Canada for tips to master small business security. Master your card with MasterCard Canada.
0: Are you ready to plan for the future? Build the financial foundations for your business with Intuit QuickBooks Startup Foundations. Enroll in the online Startup Foundations Workshop and receive a free one-year subscription to Intuit QuickBooks Online. Visit bit.ly forward slash startup foundations, that's bit.ly forward slash startup foundations today to register for free. Traveling for business will never be the same. With Rogers Roam Like Home, you can now stay connected to your business just like you do at home when you use Roam Like Home with your Share Everything for Business plan. For just $5 a day in the United States and $10 a day internationally, you can use your data as you would at home and receive unlimited calling and messaging to Canadian and local numbers with no roaming charges. To learn more, visit rogers.com forward slash small business. building your dream, work-life balance, scaling up, discussing the topics that matter most to entrepreneurs. He's Rivers Corbett on the Startup Canada podcast.
2: million entrepreneurs. If you are a regular show listener, welcome back. If you're new to the program, hey, don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes and Google Play Music. And visit StartupCan.ca to connect with both your local startup community and to join Startup Canada to access training, resources, and a peer network to grow your success. I am your host, Rivers Corbett. If you're looking to access the best-in-class mastermind group, then I invite you to join my own Rockstar Mastermind. We teach people how to learn and build a successful company from scratch. Visit the rockstarmastermind.com for more information. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Look, I'm just thrilled to have as my guest today a gentleman that I've had a previous conversation with, a private conversation. And I said, man, I got to get this guy on the Startup Canada podcast show. Just thrilled to have serial entrepreneur and best selling author Doyle Bueller on today's show. He's a Calgary native. He's actually. Originally, or usually in Australia, but joining us from Montreal today, we're just lucky to have him. He travels the world as a globally recognized digital guru and business advisor who can make any startup's digital strategy world class. In Doyle's latest book, The Digital Delusion, How to Overcome Misguidance and Misinformation Online, details how you can build your empire using digital media. Doyle solves the pain points felt by startups in the digital age with innovative solutions on strategy, content planning, social media, SEO, and more. In today's Hashtag Startup Podcast, Doyle joins me to discuss how today's entrepreneurs can stand out and become leaders online. Doyle, great to have you from uh, from Montreal today.
3: Wow, thanks, River. It's quite the introduction. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yeah, it's pretty cool. And we We got a great, great team of writers. And uh, one thing I know is they do not lie, my man. So you earned every, every bit of those words. So uh, congratulations on that. So look, we're going to have a really epic conversation today. And uh, I know kind of where I'm heading, but what do you want our listeners to take away from, from the conversation we're going to get into? Um, I guess just understanding
3: that, um, you know, the digital media world can be pretty crowded uh, and just looking at ways that we can sort of tune in uh, that message with your community and build a a sound strategy at the end of the day that really kind of helps you establish yourself as a digital leader in, in your industry.
2: Right on. Well, and, and, you know, I, I think so many people today don't do that. They kind of take it for granted. You know, I've got, I've got a Facebook account, I got a Twitter account and, you know, that, that's good enough. Um, I think we're going to get in as part of this conversation that it's not good enough, but yet there's a, there's a strategies and tactics we can take to yeah, ultimately achieve absolutely. that.
3: We, we kind of get stuck in, in the, the shiny object syndrome, right? And you mm. kind of go, well, this is coming and oh, I got to set up account here and do this and that. It's like. And No, you don't, you know, start with a sound strategy and then kind of see what tool you can use. But uh, yeah, happy to, to get into the details as we get into this, Rivers.
2: That's funny, you know. I when I uh, when I work with entrepreneurs, they they I, I describe it like uh, you're going to go build a house. You just go grab the hammer and the saw because you think that's what you <laughs> need to build without actually looking yeah. at the design of the house. Yeah. And so yeah. so I love it. I love it. Well, look, you outline seven disciplines of digital leadership in your book, the Del- the digital delusion. Kind of what are they? Or maybe there's the top three or four that you say these are the ones you got to have. Or maybe all seven are equally as important. Can you, can you tell us what they are and how they apply to, uh, to business today?
3: Yeah, no, definitely. What, what I was looking for and sort of why I established these was um, com- coming from my experience of the startup world and marketing and digital media and everything uh, of the like, um, is that there really wasn't a, a framework. There was a lot of information and a lot of obviously misinformation. Um, and there was no real structure. And coming from a, an engineering background back you know, a little while ago as well. Um, I have been in the business world since 2002, but um, just for the record, I was in engineering before that. Um, there was no real structure to be able to, to understand and how to sort of build a, a proper business. And yes, you can have these tools, and yes, you can have all these other things going on, but they seem to be more of a distraction. And one of the first startups that I had uh, was an online e-commerce, sort of a visual design studio like Canva is today, if you're familiar with that.
2: No, what but, is that?
3: Um, well, it's Canva.com, and it actually allows you to create designs and visuals for, actually, in this case, social media. Um, and uh, so you can create specific uh, posters. You can sp- create specific graphics. It's really user friendly and pretty much uh, you yeah. can use it. Yeah,
2: I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I, I get it now. What you're doing? T- yeah, totally, totally, totally. Yep, yeah, I understand yeah. exactly. And a great tool, no doubt about it.
3: Oh, absolutely. But anyway, this was sort of what what we developed, but we actually had a physical output that we could output anywhere around the world. Um, and we spent a lot of money on the startup, like a quarter of a million dollars kind of thing, um, to develop the software and, and get everything working and all that sort of thing. And and at the end of the day, we had this wonderful piece of software, this wonderful tool, but we didn't have a business. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so we had to obviously build the business, right, because yes. you're, you're in business. Um, but there wasn't really anything to say, do this and do that and that sort of thing. So I've, I've always sort of come from the, the, the side that, look, if you can design a process around it, then you're going to have a lot better success around it because it, it's more structured and it gives you the opportunity to kind of... Um, uh, think ahead of things, and sort of understand what needs to come next and how to put the pieces together uh, as well. So I came up with what I call the seven disciplines of digital leadership. And and they they cover a range of, of activities, and they're, they are somewhat linear, but they are mm-hmm. really more important to say these are the steps that you can sort of integrate into your overall digital mm-hmm. strategy that will help you, mm-hmm. right? It'll mm-hmm. help line things up. Um, so, yeah, so, I mean, like the first one is obviously really – paramount is that you have to have a digital strategy you know one that connects and communicates who they are online what they do the the why right we we talk about the why an awful lot and this is the opportunity to 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 basically write it down and say this is my why this is why i'm in business this is how i'm going to help my customer and that sort of thing so it's a a sound digital strategy believe it or not starts with a sound digital strategy so it's it's pretty
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah it duh right but sometimes the obvious isn't so obvious yeah
3: so so write it down and and okay. you know i, I kind of there's a process that i go into and i we can obviously talk about it later or whatever it doesn't really matter but it's, it's what i it's similar to what you're talking about building a you know If you're building a a building, what do you start with, right? A hammer and a saw? Well, you need a little bit more. You need to have what I call a strategic architecture and asking yourself specific questions that kind of help say, well, this is what we really need and this is how it's going to look and this is how it's going to be structured and here's the foundation and, you know, all those good things, so
2: right that's kind right, of the, right.
3: the key element there and then moving on into the the content plan and and that the digital leaders they have developed a detailed content plan that helps them discover and empower their voice online and again this is this is where we see a lot of randomness happening happening is that people will talk about absolutely anything and everything right in the hopes that they'll get a few clicks or they'll you know it'll that this is actually where clickbait comes from it's like well that's not going to help you in the long term mm. so the businesses that are able to to really sort of analyze their content and, and create some and i'm not saying everything has to be pre-planned and pre-scheduled and all that what i'm saying is that take a look at your strategy and saying how do we actually deliver that content um you know, on a regular basis and that's kind of the the key ingredient there
2: do you find that in in circumstances like that doyle that uh, that somebody would say okay i'm not getting the results that i want right away so therefore i'll just start barfing out more content (laughs) in hopes that it's going to stick, Um, get away from the strategy.
3: Yeah, well, and the, that's the thing too is that they miss that, right? They go right to content, and yeah, parfing right. it out is a yeah. good way to to, to say that because that's really what a lot of it is. It's it's people are right. trying to broadcast, and it doesn't make any sense. But if you go back to the first step, the strategy, um, right? That that helps say tell you what you need to talk about, right? Because you those are sure. the, those are your whys. That's yes. your why that's your essence of your business. So that how do you communicate it? That's step number two.
2: Nice. So you got step number three, four, five, six, seven, I give do. us the top two. Yeah. For that, oh. are, that are <laughs> those. And if we got time, we're going to go back to them. Cause I know there's sure. some other questions I want to ask.
3: Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, if I may, one of the biggest ones that's missing is actually step number six, which is actually having a sales process, um, to, to help define their business, because that's one of the biggest things, startups included. Um, they don't have an ecosystem to be able to, um, a sales pipeline. It, it's a fancy brochure site. It, it's, you know, uh, yes, it's some great information. But how does that lead your audience to you know to become a, a customer, Um, that sort of thing? So,
2: and, and what are some key fundamentals under that sales process that are uh, that are paramount in your book? You well, cover num- number
3: one is having one.
2: <laughs> yeah, right on recognizing it. <laughs> right, it's so simple what you're saying, it, but it again, well, so complex because people don't think about it.
3: Yeah, because that that's the thing is that when you come to set up a website, it's like, well, what do we need? Oh, well, we need to tell how you know, how smart and, and uh, intelligent we are and what great product we have. And, and that's fantastic. So you have like what a contact us page, um, you know, you might have a newsletter form, you know, sign up for our fantastic, brilliant ideas type thing. And like, <laughs>
2: that's right. Let me talk about me. <laughs>
3: yeah, exactly. Here's how awesome I look, you know? Yeah um, yeah. in, in my, um, my startup space kind of thing. Uh, right. but, but the fact is, is that that doesn't contribute to your sales. And to me, that's, that's the biggest missing factor is that you need to look at it as a process again to say, well, what is that person doing on your website? If, if it's a software, if it's a, you know, a software as a service, it's, if it's a demo, then you can demo it. You know, you kind of have to give your audience the tools to be able to, uh, move to the next step. So even if it's right. like service-based, um, consulting business or something like that you you really kind of have to get into um providing a lot of information and education to your audience so that they get to you know know like and trust you because that's Mm -hmm. when they'll do business and ninety percent of websites do not have that at all it's just here here's my fancy logo here's a few pictures of me this is you know your three choices um Mm -hmm. that you get and, and you know please contact us and and to me that's not a sales process at all
2: well, it's interesting. You, you reference that point about the me. I, I really, i mentioned this a few times in, in other podcasts that I've done with other guests. Is that it's it's a dating game. That's all the business is is a dating game. And if you continue just to again barf all over people about how great you are, yeah. they're going to say, Yeah, okay, I'm done talking about you. What about me? Even yeah. if they give you that opportunity to talk about that. So I'm glad that you're reinforcing that point in that sales process, not just in the in the awareness stage, but it really has to continue on to, well, actually, I think the sales process is even more so important because they're at the point of decision.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. There's a great study out there, uh, Rivers, from um, from Google and a few others called the zero moment of truth. And what it identifies is that um, you you have, like you're saying, you have to sort of educate, you have to inform, you have to get people to know, like, and trust you. And the only way you can do that is having a certain amount of touch points and time that you spend with that prospect or that audience or whatever. So that's what they come to you for is to learn more about you. So you have uh-huh. to get up to, uh, it's like seven hours and 11 touch points, uh, and four locations kind of thing before. Uh-huh. Uh, ideally, um, obviously there's exceptions, but ideally that's when they'll, they'll be ready to do business with you because they've gotten right. to know, like, and trust you. But you have right. to build that into this whole process, into your strategy, into your content, into your social, into your website, into your branding, um, and into your sales funnel. Otherwise, it's all going to fall flat.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time where we need to take a very quick break. But We will be
0: right back with more from our amazing guests. Stay tuned. As an entrepreneur, you're always looking for ways to work smarter, faster, simpler, and better. Grow your business your way with transformative tech like Microsoft Azure, Office 365, Windows 10, and more. Visit modernbiz.ca, that's modernbiz.ca, and see how Microsoft can help you run your business anytime, anywhere.
1: Born Business One by Sun creates and sells a unique collection of printed yoga mats, tote bags, pouches, and prints from original hand-painted designs to customers across Canada, the United States, and Australia. When their products are out for delivery, it's important for their customers to have total visibility to ensure their packages are delivered on time, no matter where their customer is located. UPS Canada helps customers track their shipments 24 hours a day, seven days a week, while co-owners Evangelina and Jamal can focus on growing their business. Join the UPS Small Business Program to get support on your unique supply chain needs. Plus, save 40% off shipping. Visit ups.com forward slash my business.
2: Thank you to our sponsors, and we are back. So when you're talking about all those things that are necessary to, to, uh, to execute a, a, a proper, effective uh, digital marketing strategy, digital strategy, I'm sure a lot of our guests are saying, oh, my God, I don't have time to do all that stuff. So... Is there a way, and, and again, we've got other questions we want to ask, but it's just a, so, such an important, I think, point is that, uh, it, one, it's a must if you're going to get into that environment, and I think everybody needs to. But two, what's the, uh, what's you know, is it a half an hour thing? Do you go get experts to do it? What's your kind of approach if somebody's rolling their eyes, say, I just don't have time to do it?
3: Well, it's kind of one of those pay me now or pay me later kind of thing Uh, um, where, where you can decide that, yeah, I don't have time to do this now, but you have to ask, are you playing the long game? And that's all that's a lot of what I talk about too. It's like, look, you can be a flash in the pan. You can be sort of that overnight success. Um, I say that tongue in cheek, um, or you can kind of play the long game and look, digital is the long game, right? without question, because it does take some time. It does take some resources. Um, and a lot of businesses, startups included haven't recognized that fact. So they just think, oh, well, and they did what I did. Right. And I'm trying to say, well, look, wait, stop, hang on. You know, I don't want you to make the same mistakes that I made with my business. Um, you kind of have to build that process into it you have to take that time to set things up right properly i mean for the long game you can of course you know people are going to do what they're going to do right and do what you want to do and build your startup and you know that sort of thing but if you want any lasting power if you want to sort of build that community if you want to build that infrastructure build that building right metaphorically speaking that that's what you need right. to do you need to spend some time so does it take a huge amount of time not really I mean if depending right. on the tools that you use sit down with your mentor with you know I've got some some tools on a lot of my channels where it's just basically asking yourself some questions so you, you take half an hour you go through some questions cool. uh, and and see what comes out and then that's how you can define your market that's how you can define your marketing uh, going forward from there because if you don't you're, you're going to be you know everything's going to be a hit and miss and and not to say that you don't make assumptions if you have a strategy but at least your assumptions can be verified and you've got a plan if they don't yeah. work right
2: so so you <laughs> just a quick reference you referenced your channels I presume you're talking about YouTube channels
3: yeah you, YouTube
2: mm-hmm. channels yeah. Um, yeah. How, do you, how do you use, find
3: your YouTube. Um <laughs> Just uh, Doyle Bueller. Um, also on Slideshare, I use that. Where a lot of my content is published on Slideshare uh, cool. through issue.com. Um, you know, you know that that's the thing too is that you need to build these assets. Doesn't matter what right. your business is. Yeah. Uh, get get your content out there, and but it yeah. has to be clear what you're about and how, and how you're delivering that content. So yeah. And ultimately
2: yeah. It gets back to step number one, which is yeah. figure out what that strategy is going to be, and then uh, and then just get started. The other thing is, of course, is you don't have to wait till you're you're perfect. You just have to get started, but the strategy is yeah. the first the key element, right?
3: Yeah, exactly. Prolific beats perfect, right? You have yeah, to get, sure does. you have to get your content, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect because people understand that, um, that it takes some time, but the other side of, of the, point is that a lot of startups feel that they need to be Facebook and they need to be Uber and not knowing that, well, Facebook's been around since 2005, right? And if you look at, I was, you know, signed up in 2005, I think it was around earlier than that. Um, But they're expecting their product for launch to be this exceptional level that Facebook is today and it's like no 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 like yeah. you know you got to go back you got to start with something you got to be prolific you got to get it out there to test it to see what people are doing to right. see if your strategy right. is even a sensible strategy cuz it may not be
2: right, right on love it love it love it um well just talking about facebook you know what are some of the the mentors that you have in your life of uh, of, of digital business leaders that are just just get it just are doing an epic job and and uh, you uh you you kind of connect with with the, what they're delivering
3: um yeah like like actual people wise or just sort of yeah 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 yeah, um, yeah absolutely yeah well, there, there are quite a few, um, actually some that I've, I've interviewed specifically for my podcast because I felt that they've kind of stood out, um, because they have a very clear strategy and because they have a very clear, uh, content platform. Um, and, and they're able to connect their community as well, which is, which is really important. Um, Mark Schaefer, he's, um, a professor down in Nashville and he does a lot of public speaking and and that sort of thing if you follow along with him like he, he's been very inspirational and, and his content is very um, detailed enough to make some decisions with but at the same time he tells these wonderful stories uh, that really kind of uh, allow you to, to use what he's saying which is absolutely fantastic um, I've uh, uh, John Lee Dumas, uh, most people are pro- possibly familiar with him. He's the entrepreneur on fire and he set up a a podcast as well. Right. And, and he has some really, again, good content that that you want to follow because you don't know what you're going to miss if you don't. So, um, and, and that's how you kind of get to know people and, and to like them and to trust them is by, again, getting that content out. Defined by your strategy, um, as well, which is obviously really, really key. Um, Yeah, I I don't know a few others. Kim Garz, she um, is is a social media. Uh, Facebook expert uh, Joel Com. He's does the f- um, uh, Facebook Live video marketing and that sort of thing. So he's again mm-hmm. attached himself to uh, a very clear strategy, and he's developing content that's very very specific, and then he's connecting it to his his sales pipeline and his digital ecosystem as well. So he's doing a phenomenal job. So
2: how, as part of your strategy in developing your uh, your business, um, how much how much effort, time, uh, attention do you give in to uh, uh, regularly studying best practices?
3: Um, I would say it, it's kind of at the back of my mind. I, I wouldn't say that there's a, you know, I, I spend six or eight hours kind of thing, best practices. Um, I, I kind of go into the field and see what works and what doesn't. Um, I do a lot of mentoring. I do a lot of sort of helping and and uh, getting businesses on the right track and that sort of thing. So it's more a matter of seeing what works and what doesn't and then saying, well, here's here's the best way to do this. Here's the best practice. So like the the seven digital um uh, <laughs> Sorry, um, the digital leadership. Jeez, um, I can't even remember. <laughs>
2: you go, man. I'm gonna let you suffer. <laughs>
3: the seven disciplines of digital leadership.
2: Which is whose book?
3: Yeah, yeah. The, is that yours,
2: Rivers? <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> but uh, so yeah,
3: it, it's... That using those concepts is is really what kind of helps define that framework. That that really helps um, and build that process as well.
2: Yeah, right on. Very, very cool. Well, and we, we talked about greatness. We talked about, um, you know, the element of uh, of, uh, of learning from other people who are doing great things. But, you know, there's also the adage of, uh, you know, you want to learn, learn from the people that aren't doing great things. Mm-hmm. Can, you, can you allude to uh, a couple of examples of, of not necessarily people who aren't doing great things, but more so uh, campaigns that you just said, oh, my God. God, it was like what were they? Were they high on everything when they when they <laughs> did that? Can you give us some examples of that?
3: Oh, geez, that's that's a that's a good question. Um I, I found um a lot of the um uh I guess in the last probably six months there's been a lot of obviously activity. And I don't know if you're sort of in the similar feed, but there's a lot of campaigns that are done by um coaches and consultants and and that sort of thing. And not to give that sort of area a bad name, but their their process is um uh it, it's not very um it it's kind of over like like it's all you know, get six figures type thing, um, mm. which which is obviously interesting for a certain segment of your of your audience. But but for me, uh, again, I'm I'm playing digital for the long long game, so I don't really sort of tie into that. But uh, but I do see a lot of people who kind of get caught up in that. Um, and so, you know, whether is that, is that a good thing? I don't know. But the fact is, is that those that audience probably won't stick around very long once they, you know, obviously you can help them. And I'm not saying you can't. But at the same time, it's like, well, you know, what, what is the real business behind this? Is it just a bunch mm. of talk? Is it just a bunch of fluff? Um, you know, is there some substance towards getting you towards that goal? A lot of times it isn't, it's, it's, you know, uh, it's, you know, selling on Amazon, which, okay. Yeah. Great. But is that to me, that's not a, (laughs) sorry, a real business. That's not an entrepreneurial business. It's not a startup business, right? That's not what would apply to, to a lot of, um, Uh, startup founders and that sort of thing so you kind of have to look how does that fit together um and that's that's part of that noise that is out there in those campaigns that they just keep coming and coming and coming and then i test these out because i want to see well how did they build their funnel and you know it's lacking and that sort of thing so you can kind of see the gaps and look the fact is is you don't see them around after about two months so you know maybe they burn through their cash or maybe they didn't have a good product or a good strategy right so
2: right, i'm going to say right. it's
3: probably a good strategy because what they're trying to sell didn't really you know connect with their audience so the ads don't show up anymore so
2: well it's it, and it goes back to your book right the, where you identify those seven key elements of success and uh, if you've got that 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 knowledge base to be able to analyze best opportunities even if you're looking at it as a business you you can see whether or not something like that is going to be uh, appropriate you for you to invest your time and money even though it might not necessarily be yours and, and so before before I go on though about that I, I d- don't want to forget because I think it's important for our guests to get the kudos and get the how does somebody uh, how does somebody find your book, The Digital Digital Delusion, How to Overcome Misguidance and Misfortune, mis- Sorry, Misinformation online?
3: Yeah, and they can read on the seven disciplines of digital leadership. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, it is a little bit of a tongue-twister because I have the seven deadly digital delusions, which Oh, kind nice.
2: Of <laughs> Way to go, Doyle. <laughs> I, I love well, it.
3: Yeah, I love alliteration. Um, yeah, yes. well, the main website is the digitaldelusion.com. Um cool. there's links on the site obviously if you go google my name or the book or even on amazon it's there as well so
2: yeah, yeah, that's very, very cool. Well, uh, Doyle, new voices are rising every day on uh, on digital media, and we just kind of alluded to uh, to the plethora of uh, of I haven't said that word at all in the seventy eight podcasts that I've done well, today. That sounds, so that is so sounds cool. Sounds pretty
3: good, yeah. Yeah, thanks.
2: <laughs> so, you know, um, how can entrepreneurs not only become digital leaders but maintain this new leadership as new voices and new technologies come into play? And I think we already talked about how they become it. They have a they have a strategy in place with delivering in, in a way that reflects and respects that strategy, and adjusting accordingly. And I, and I, um, you know, my son is one of these uh, influencers online, mm. and uh, it's done just an amazing job. But you know, he got away from it, and uh, he's not getting as many calls to do commercials as he used to get, and all that kind of stuff. So, when you're at the top of the mountain, one, I think the question is, or the point is, don't uh, don't take. A view off of the uh, the top of the mountain that's for sure but how does uh, what are some tricks that that really keep you focused on maintaining that high level of digital uh, visibility and obviously uh, profitability as you're as you're uh, moving forward
3: well I think a lot of it comes down to um, you know w- once you're there yeah w- what do you do or how do you get there and what you've sort of built along the way is is this ecosystem is this you know system of assets and and how they all kind of fit together um, and if you're not building these new assets along the path um, they're they're going to be outdated they're going to be irrelevant um, or they're going to just simply be lost so it, it really just comes down to what other assets do I need to be able to continue to motivate and inspire or educate and inform uh, my my audience um, yeah. so that's kind of where this long-term strategy comes in it's like you you can have that mapped out to say okay well what are what are the tools that are people looking for how are they trying to educate themselves and then kind of tie into your your content how, how you actually deliver that value um, to your audience
2: the next question I have for you is you're a you're a world traveler and I'm just kind of you know when you look at digital strategy uh, as a focus for a career you think oh, I can sit in the uh, you know my chalet in the uh, in the mountains of, uh, of Colorado and never have to go anywhere but man last time I talked to you you were in London then uh, you obviously hang out in Australia and now you're in Montreal. what's with the traveling around so much for? <laughs> it's oh, all good choice. by the way
3: <laughs> <laughs> well well it's because I love Tim Hortons right you can only get <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> actually you can get them I noticed this you can get them in uh, Pennsylvania station in New York City so oh,
2: there you go <laughs> aren't they lucky
3: yeah uh, look I, I think it's just important to to uh, I I don't know I don't know the real reason but you know what I think it is is because I enjoy sort of getting out and connecting with new startups like that's what I do here uh, in Montreal is is mentoring startups and mentoring um, businesses and that sort of thing to kind of connect with the community see what the different communities are like around the world um, because it's a huge opportunity to, it's a huge resource to to connect with people around the world to say well this is how I do things you know and and compare how is it different from over here how is the startup scene different in Canada than it is in Australia than it mm. is in you know the UK or whatever And and just sort of building upon that spirit experience to say well this is sort of a more global perspective this is sort of how we can all fit these Mm. pieces together and and maybe we can create some sort of intercontinental you know startup group or or something that kind of of ties that type of economy together because to me that the real power comes from the entrepreneurs starting these ideas and and building them into viable businesses and kind of getting past that you know the two-year or that those five Mm -hmm. year milestones where a lot of businesses fail and if Mm. we can do that even you know a little bit you know what what kind of benefit would that unroll to everybody i'm actually working on um a a phd just talking about that specific thing about entrepreneurship and innovation and on a global perspective and how we actually tie these things together Um, so that that's kind of a a big project that's coming up very soon as well
2: is that from a university in australia
3: yes it is yeah
2: yeah, very indeed. Well, it's it's interesting you say that because uh, uh, when you look at the stats of failure to succeeding, succeeding, sorry, is you know they really haven't moved much in the past ten years from uh, well, what they were ten years ago. It's the fifty yeah. percent. It's you know and all that kind of stuff. And so it's crazy why we're even talking about that given the way business is so easily created today and very from a, a low cost perspective. But the numbers are still there, and so uh, you know I love your focus on it, on challenging. Even be great to say forty nine percent failed in in five years versus fifty percent. <laughs> you know, make that small yeah. adjustment shows that we're getting somewhere. I think that's the key piece yeah. of it.
3: So, and you see you see the differences in the economies too. Like I, I gave a presentation in Calgary uh, in October and, and that was actually while I was doing some research, that was the huge statistics that was that, look, there's obviously Canadian statistics. Uh, I think it was like 60% of businesses fail within the first five years, but within Calgary was actually even paramount. It was actually higher. It was like because of the sort of the downturn in the energy economy, uh-huh. which is obviously has a, another topic unto itself. But the fact is, is that out of those businesses that were failing, and 80% were not online. They weren't building their strategy. They weren't, they didn't even have a website. And it's like, oh my God, like what's wrong with this picture? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And yeah. being online doesn't mean that it's going to be a success per se, but what it does is, is it gives you a better chance of surviving. It gives you a better opportunity to say, connect with customers who may be in Calgary, but guess what? They may be in New Brunswick or they may be in, you know, Sydney, Australia or, or Sydney, uh, Nova Scotia or wherever, um, yeah. you know, that sort of thing. So they could be anywhere in the world and and why wouldn't you want to sort of build a market that compete on a world by worldwide basis
2: it, it, you know what as, as I like to say that's a clue friends right there when he says 80% of them failed because they didn't have a digital marketing even presence let alone a strategy I think is a real telling tale and I'm and I'm really pleased that you uh, you referenced that well doyle look you're you're an author and so I, I'm sure that you uh, you have lots of uh, lots of uh, you know favorite books to read and so on but I want to switch this this last question up a bit who's the Who's the most uh, intriguing speaker you've ever listened to? And by the way, this isn't a test, so if you if you decide to change it after the, the recordings over, then that's fine too. But I want you to focus in on because people are like pause. Oh my God, what if I tell them the wrong one? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what's the mo- most intriguing in, in, you know person speaker that really connected with you? And after you answer that, who's on your hit list? That you really say before I die, this is who I want to hear speak live?
3: Um, uh, good question. I, I guess that's a loaded loaded question. Um, the, I actually was in Los Angeles um, or California watching, a, it was like a, a youth marketing event. Uh, I think it was, must have been in about 2005. And um, Kevin Roberts, he was the CEO of Saatchi and Sachi at the time. I don't think he's involved anymore. But anyway, right. His presentation was, it's one of the first um, introductions of sort of more emotional type marketing, and they came up with Love Marks, uh, which is sort of a, a branding emotional concept, and, and it's actually a chapter I, I talk a little bit about in the book. But anyway, the, the presentation was, to me, it was quite profound because it... Um, it was very emotional, but he tied together, you know, pictures and music and, and uh, visuals and talking about, you know, the market and how it needs to become more emotional. It needs to sort of mm. connect with buyers um, on a long term emotional type level. And, and to me, that was that was quite a, a fascinating um type conversation but conversation because it it really felt like it right he was able to convey all those aspects of even though he was the presenter that you know this this is really sort of what needs to happen or how you can do it a little bit differently and to me that was just yeah that totally um yeah knocked my socks off kind of thing so I've sort of embodied that type of presenting sort of going forward because I felt that that's really what you need to do is, is build up, build on, I mean, technology is technology and anybody can really talk mm. about that, but how do you tie it together with sort of the story and, and, and how do you tie it together with more of the emotional side of things? So yeah, I would right. say that that one would be very, very profound for me.
2: Cool. And what's his, what's his name again?
3: Uh, it's Kevin Roberts.
2: Kevin Roberts. Okay, um, cool.
3: Yeah. The CEO of Sachi and Sachi.
2: Mm, very cool so what yeah. who was, who's on your hit list
3: you know what i mean um to to, to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> please clarify
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> the air cmp are listening in
3: yeah exactly you
2: know
3: my <laughs> audio conversations
2: um i
3: look i would like to like to listen to some of the the big entrepreneurs uh of sort of our time, um, <clears throat> Richard Branson and Elon Musk and those kind of guys, um, just, just to get an understanding of how, how they're kind of connecting things and how they're sort of, you know, not everything is is all rosy, you know, they obviously struggle um, with with business and personal and that sort of thing. And sure. just kind of get an understanding of the, the stories that the other entrepreneurs have, have to say and how they're making a mark and what they're doing differently and how they're kind of tying things together. And I think that's kind of how we build you know a lot of this community type thing is is getting together and just sort of understanding how other people are doing it and then you know doing what we can to kind of help that process
2: yeah love it love it love it well i'm a big richard branson fan and uh, when i I've, I've seen him once live but uh, and but he uh, one of the things the most profound thing he said once in a book that i read of his was uh, that he said whenever one of his companies gets to go over 100 people uh-huh. he breaks it out Oh, okay. To fifty or less, so that it always maintains that entrepreneurial spirit. So you may take, a, you know, and make another department of a of a company that's a new company. It still works yeah. with the existing one, but it's always about small teams, entrepreneurial driven, and so on. And I, I just thought that was a very interesting play on uh, on on growing, but still maintaining that entrepreneurial spirit and culture within an organization, which he has obviously been very very successful at.
3: Yeah, no, definitely. And he runs these, um, they're like business retreats. Uh, I'm not, I'm not mm. sure if it's an Australian thing, but, uh, it's, it's in Neck- Necker Island, which is yeah. off the coast yeah. of Queensland in Australia. Um, but where he it ha- is? Sorry? Okay. I didn't, re- yeah. I
2: didn't realize it was off of the, off of Australia. That's interesting.
3: Um, I, I believe so. I, Cause a yeah. lot of my Australian mates have gone and talked about it well, a lot. So I'm assuming that's what it is. I haven't yeah, actually posted yeah, sure. it on Google, but anyway, that's sort of the, the concept there is that how do you sort of motivate the existing entrepreneurs that do go there so that they can come back and then kind of help uh, build their business, but also build their community as well. And I would love to love to go on there, Richard Branson, if you're listening. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what do you mean if? Yeah, sorry, sorry. Sure. We all know
3: you're listening, <laughs> Mr.
2: Branson. <laughs> Very cool, very cool. Well, Doyle, I got to tell you, this has been an epic conversation, and uh, uh, no surprise to me. We, we did have a great conversation the first time we chatted, and uh, I think you've brought up some excellent points associated with getting focused, getting uh, a proper strategy in place, executing it, and and ultimately just doing it. We're eighty percent. i just an, an amazing statistic that you conveyed there. So uh, you know, do it at your own peril, folks. If you're not getting focused on doing this, and and obviously. Uh, Uh, Check out out com. correct?
3: Yeah, the the main site is actually the Um, DigitalDelusion.com. And um, I'm actually creating sort of a uh, – we've got a lot of things on the go. I'm actually releasing a a new book coming up uh, in the next uh, couple months as well and working on number three also at the same time. So yeah good
2: man good man yeah. well it's great having you on the show my friend thank you so much for your time uh when are you're, you're heading out uh soon or are you sticking around in uh, montreal for a bit
3: i'm here for a bit yeah uh here good. to help the entrepreneur community so yeah good. absolutely i've got some workshops well, we'll, coming up so
2: we'll be in touch for sure and thank you again for your time this is doyle bueller ladies and gentlemen keep being awesome
3: thanks rivers it was a pleasure
2: leaving you with a sneak peek of next week's episode.
4: Hi everybody, this is Anar Simpson, a Global Ambassador for Technovation and a Special Advisor for Women, Girls and Technology at Mozilla Corporation. Uh, you're listening to the Startup Canada podcast.
2: So let, let's kind of uh, let's kind of talk about technology. It's drastically changing the way that people live, work, and play. That's for sure. Uh, and uh, I guess debate could be whether that's good or bad. But uh, I personally think it's great. And what, what does a what does a future designed by women and girls look like to you? I can't wait to hear this answer. Uh,
4: well, the answer is um, we're going to be waiting a long time because we're not even there yet. There is right now the fu- a future designed by women and girls is somewhere out there because <laughs> that you know right right we're not there we're approaching that uh we are approaching that uh but you can imagine that the um right the, the, that the products and services would be more diverse and um and and, and more appealing to, to to both sides right uh, or to all the people that live on the earth right um and that they would they would have a say uh in in, in a color or a fabric or a shape um, and we don't know what it would be, right, because there hasn't been that chance <laughs> for it to happen as much as we would like to see. But I mean, the you know, the stark reality is that a lot of women, I mean, a lot of women are still, still doing labor work, they're still bringing water <laughs> and, and, and spending a great amount of their time just to keep the family unit going, right? Well, we're missing their contributions to sort of our society because they're doing not necessarily drudgery work, but work that really takes up so much time that they can't contribute right uh, to 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 the way that we are. and And that's in more than half the world rivers. <laughs> so so you know, I, I don't see this as as something that'll sort of happen tomorrow, but when and when and when and if it'll happen, yes, then we would see. quite quite a shift, right? Quite a shift because the input would be from, uh, uh, you know, there's left and right sides of the brain, then the input would be from left and right sides of the human uh, human being, right?